0: Hello, this is Jaden Sancho, you're listening to Yellow Wolf Podcast. the yellow Wallport. i'm your host stefan busco and this week we will talk about the super cup which is looming and about some bundesliga fantasy and for that joins me the one and only alex schaffer from bundesliga.com hello alex how are you doing
1: i'm very good thank you stefan 284 episodes before i was able to come on the podcast
0: <laughs> how <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> you, you are a long-time Dortmund fan as well right
1: that's true, yeah.
0: Yes, uh, we probably got to know each other from your Deutsche Welle days.
1: Exactly, yeah, a long time ago now, like almost five years ago now, really, that is, which is crazy to think that I've been in Germany for that long, but yeah. Yes, yes, sort of you,
0: you You are an Englishman.
1: I am, I am from the the land of the island monkeys, That's that's correct. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I would uh, ask you to not use any racial slurs on this podcast,
1: because uh, this is
0: not uh podcast. <laughs> <also>.
1: <laughs> we don't do that kind of thing around here.
0: Yeah, no, uh, that's not, uh, not very uh, well received here. Um, yeah, so um, obviously I'm very happy to have you. Um, but before we start to discuss uh, everything else, I have to give a shout out to Vedran Dedic, uh, he has asked me uh, to, uh, you know, convey a little message. He wrote me, hey, uh, fellow BVB supporters, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now and I look forward to it. I've been a Dortmund fan since about 1996. I've started a local supporters group in my town of Mobile, Alabama, called Azela City Schwarzgelben. We're hoping to get a shout out from y'all so here's your shout out and uh, peeps from alabama and that city which i hope i pronounced correctly didn't double check uh please uh, join azela city schwarzgelben i will also uh link to it in the show notes so um alex with a little bit of housekeeping done how happy are you that the bundesliga season is finally upon us
1: i'm so happy i like uh, if you know me i'm very optimistic and Uh, A happy-go-lucky kind of guy, especially about the Bundesliga. I'm always very excited about whatever the Bundesliga is, anything around it. So for me, it's just been a very long summer of waiting for for it to come back. And yeah, with the Super Cup this weekend, we finally have something Bundesliga-related to look forward to. Um, And a big season ahead, obviously, to come after that as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, quite anxious because I really want the title race. Uh, Dortmund have uh, put the pressure high as they should right now. But um, you know the last title race was actually a two point difference between the two sides, Bayern and Dortmund. And maybe this year we will uh, probably see another three horse, four horse race. So I'm I'm quite excited. Um, you have been uh, quite busy the recent days because it's the uh, weeks of the Bundesliga media days. Where you basically produce all the gifts that, uh, the offic- official, official channel will use and, and all the other, you know, stuff snippets for the, I guess, promotion from Fox Sports and, and whatnot that we get to see. So, um, you've already visited a couple of teams. Uh, which one was the most fun so far?
1: Uh, oh, which one was the most fun? Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's all the uh... hard
0: work. And- not fun uh,
1: yeah all, all funny games no <laughs> uh Augsburg was actually no uh Augsburg was fun but actually Mainz Mainz was the best one so far I think um obviously I haven't done Dortmund yet which will obviously be the most fun for me um but, but Mainz was really really cool They're a group of players which were really really fun um they were happy to do everything I think Daniel Brzezinski and Jean-Paul Botius might be the craziest players i've ever seen to be honest just the way that they were acting and you know m- most players it's it's a three-hour day so it's quite long and they have to do lots of you know little sort of snippets to the camera saying like merry christmas and stuff like this all things for the broadcasters so it can get quite boring and and tiring but uh at mine at mines they hung around for like an hour or an hour and a half more just kicking the ball around doing crossbar challenges from halfway line and stuff it was it was really cool so yeah, I'd say Mainz. Mainz was the best one so far.
0: Yeah, way, way to go, Mainz. Um, <laughs> how, how happy have you been with Dortmund's preseason so far and the summer signings?
1: Oh, I think it's been fantastic. I think Dortmund has set up for um, their best chance at winning the title since they last won it. I think <laughs> last year was still, it, they obviously did so well, but I think it, for me at least it was a surprise that they did so well and that they took it so far. I didn't expect them to quite be at that level last season already. Uh, So for me, all the signings have improved the team massively and I think they are in now a really, really good position to almost say, like, yeah, last season we made mistakes and lost two points and now we're in a position where we have players that aren't, those mistakes aren't going to happen again, you know, so... Um, and obviously the pre-season has been great young guys like Giovanni reina getting a chance as well which has been awesome to see so a lot of optimism coming into this season from my side at least um, about as you said a possible big title race between even more than just Bayern and Dortmund so uh, yeah it's been a really good summer for Dortmund I think definitely both on and off the pitch
0: Yeah who's your favourite signing so far?
1: I think Julian Brandt, to be honest, I mean I like uh just I think I just really like Julian Brandt and I think he brings so many different options to the team because he could play next to Witzel in a deeper role, he could play next to Royce in as like two central attacking midfielders, so he could play on the wing again. Uh just he brings so many options, a bit like Hazard who can sort of play everywhere in attack as well, but um given his age and how well he played for Leverkusen in midfield in the second half of last season especially. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do for Dortmund as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Sadly for the Super Cup, I'm not sure if he's uh, out or marked doubtful, but he had problems with his adductor, so I'm not entirely sure. Dortmund fans will get to see him play. I think the same Kansvart Torgen hazard who had ankle problems, Recently, yeah. in Roman Bürki, I think is also out. He had a little tear around his shin bone that needed stitches, so um Dortmund uh, a little bit hampered going into this game. But the thing is, the depth right now is is so amazing that I I don't think it obviously it matters, but uh, Dortmund will have uh, enough players to, to compensate that. I mean, Rafael Guerrero is still. Hanging around, you have Jaden Sancho, who's probably an instant starter, and then Marco Royce in the middle. And uh, yeah, I'm also um quite excited about uh, the overall um flow of Dortmund's game because in the last preseason games, especially the 4 1 the win against St. Gallen, I don't know if you've seen it, but you, can, I did, yes. but you can see that Dortmund now have uh, you know, they didn't really invent. Reinvented themselves too much under Lucien Favre during the summer. I feel like there are not too many new tactical uh, things. Maybe, maybe that will also come out during during the season or so. I'm not sure, but uh, I feel like what they are doing, they've tried to refine, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can see the automatism quite a bit now. Uh, one of my favorite words, of course, um, <laughs> and the I think they've just brought the whole dynamic and fluidity to a whole nother level up up front and uh, I actually for the very first time like the partnership of Axel Witzel and Julian Weigl I'm not sure if uh, if this is going to be a bit more permanent thing and whether Weigl you know has managed to elevate himself above uh, Thomas Delaney or not or whether that was just for the preseason. but uh, Julian Weigel I think in my mind played a quite decent preseason how do you see him and and him linking up with uh, axel witzel now in midfield
1: yeah I, I agree i thought he was one of the standout performers from from summer actually to be honest uh he even
0: scored like a very atypical goal for julian weigel in the oh yeah totally.
1: from like an yeah ac- like cute angle yeah it was like a striker's finish definitely it was like a parker like sense of goal um no, he was fantastic, but I'm I'm exactly the same as you, sort of unsure of whether he'll actually, you know, get the real chance. Because as I just said, Brandt can now play in the position next to it, Delaney as well. Obviously, you know, there's so many different options for for Father now, um, and like you said, that's what it's been like this summer. It's been redefining and trying to perfect the tactic that Father wants to play, and that's what these new guys have done. But I think at the same time, Weigel was always sort of linked away with a, with a move away this summer and, and he's sort of proven himself, look, I can be a guy you can rely on. So it's no problem to think, for me to say, you know, they've got Witzel, Delaney, Weigel and Brandt who can all play in that position because that depth is just fantastic and it also means that one other problem is solved or hopefully solved that was a big problem last year and it was with injuries and you know, tiredness and 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 or the same players having to play all the time. They can now really rotate and 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 trust in a in a much deeper squad. So uh, I think if Eichel does stick around for the for the upcoming season, uh, I'd like to think that he'll get a lot more chances than he did last season, and hopefully not just at centre back.
0: <laughs> yeah, agreed. I think uh, the entire yellow world Pod panel at some point was quite tired of the. Delaney Witzel partnership. I, I mean, it's, it's a solid partnership, but I think, um, you know, it's, it gets tired after a yeah. while. And it also gets just very predictable for opponents as well. And, um, what I like so far and which is something I really am intrigued to see whether it translates to the Super Cup and, and to the Bundesliga and games beyond is, um, the Dortmund just play a lot of diagonal balls now um Konstantin Eckner um who I think he talked about that a little bit in the last episode already but uh I think we see it more and more now uh, that Dortmund really reshuffled the ball quite precisely and obviously a big factor in that is just the ability of Mats Hummels to um yeah. pass the ball quite you know long uh, across the field and and his ability to do that obviously just opens up options for, for other players. And, um, yeah, that's something what I, what I've uh, observed so far. Dortmund's positional play has improved a little bit. It, it's gotten a bit tidier again because, um, I, I think may, maybe that's also just down to Julian Weigel and his positioning. But overall with uh, where the fullbacks are, especially also Nico Scholz, I, I think there's a very good understanding right now in, in all, uh, three thirds of the of the midfield uh respectively where players uh offer themselves to receive the ball. Um it's you know it, it's always a very good indicator that every player really does want to have the ball and doesn't hide themselves in, in, in the cover shadow or so like a good old uh <laughs> Gonzalo Castro used to do. So. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah I I just wanted to say that I totally agree about Mats Hummels. Even if it was just a game against Sunderland, watching that and the way that he is able to bring the ball out from defence and and push the ball past the midfield and straight into the attack is incredible. And I think it's going to bring a fantastic dynamic to the way Dortmund play. Because uh, as much as good as Akanji is and and, and Diallo was and Beagle, it was last season. It was very much like, as you said, slow build up. Especially against the smaller teams, they really struggled to break them down and, and actually get some goals going against the smaller teams. Just because they would sit back against Dortmund, but now with Hummels, you can you can go through so many lines of the midfield or or, or how many players you want and and get straight into the attack of Dortmund. It's it brings a whole different um, way of, of of Dortmund playing. They can try the slow build up, they can go direct with Hummels. It's it's really really interesting to see.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, I'm. I'm also interested to see how it then translates to the Super Cup, obviously, in, in other games because i um, doing this against Saint Gallen is one thing, but uh, I think Bayern will put a little bit more pressure on Hummels and and Weigel and and uh, Witzel and the like. So your time to do your moves in midfield will probably be reduced. So um, so f- so far, I don't think we've seen um Dortmund really tested in terms of press resistance uh Liverpool did it to some extent but there when Dortmund lost the ball it was actually quite hard to measure whether it was Liverpool forcing a turnover or just a really shoddy pitch um forcing it because I thought Dortmund had solutions there but sometimes still lost the ball just because uh the passes weren't hit cleanly enough, but that really looked onto the turf. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but, um, Alex, you've, you've told me that you've also seen a couple of bits of Bayern's preseason and are uh, happy to talk about that. And, uh, as far as I've, I've not seen every game, but what I've seen also look quite good from Bayern's. So it's not like they are on the, uh, demise I would say I think they will um, continue where they uh, left off last season on a you know quite strongish form I would say um, I mean it's preseason and nobody really knows but um, what what is your opinion on on Bayern? I think they are without serge Gnabry or he's he, he might be out for this game so um that's one injury worry for them I, I'm not sure about other players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm pretty sure that Naby will be out, and I think Komon as well. Even uh, yeah, he had problems, maybe...
0: but that wasn't really confirmed.
1: Yeah, that might. I think he might be okay for for this game. Uh, but if I might... were
0: Bayern, if there was any risk about command I just would not play him.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm exactly the same because you could just play Muller out wide or or whatever, and they've got a few options, or even Davis if you wanted to to try something a bit different. Um, but yeah, I, I think from the summer, I've just seen that there's uh, some good. Uh, they're now able to change a lot about their defense if they want to. Uh, they've got some good options like Pavard um, played a lot. He didn't particularly play, you know, outstandingly well or any sort of standout performances. But it just adds to their style now that they could possibly play Kimmich in midfield if they needed to, and Pavard on the right. But I think Pavard will probably actually start, maybe in defence with Sula, perhaps Boateng as well. Who was, it was a really weird summer for Boateng because he actually did really well in Bayern's games and has definitely put himself back into Niko Kovač's head for this season, thinking you know he's a real option in the defence obviously losing was they needed uh, maybe someone else and, I, I think we, uh,
0: we've seen a, quite the track back uh, quite the back pedal from Karl-Heinz Rummenigge who was since, <laughs> yeah. since basically wishing him goodbye right after the cup final um, you know where things really sounded like Boateng is definitely going to leave in the, the summer that uh, now Bayern have realized that they are probably not going to be able to replace him right so uh,
1: yeah exactly but no, no, no. Like, no, they have but, the yeah. Yeah, they have the ready made up a replacement now, and apparently he's come back stronger from uh, a a pretty difficult season for Jerome Boateng. Uh and then I think it's pretty obvious that their midfield and attack is still very strong, even though it's injured a lot of the time, at least on the wings, you could say. Uh Tiago had a nice preseason and, and you know, after last season as well, he, he just looks very, very good. Um, you know Goretzka as well. They've they've not quite obviously added to their squad the way that Dortmund have, but they also didn't really need to. I feel like you know all these rumors about Sane and stuff. It, it, even if they don't get Sane, it sounds like they're going to try and bring at least one more player in uh, to the attack uh, to obviously help boost them because as we've we've now seen already the likes of Coman and Nabri aren't always going to be fit and then they can't always rely on Lewandowski to get the goals or or whatever so yeah I think there's more business to come from Bayern this summer but as you said as well it looks very much the same that they're they're looking strong and that they're going to be very much uh, forced to be reckoned with again this season
0: yeah what do you make of the whole transfer saga surrounding Leroy Sané um man city writing an angry letter and and what not i've i've not followed it closely but maybe you can uh, give us the lowdown on uh, the uh, back and forth
1: i mean i haven't actually followed it that that closely <laughs> as well to be honest <laughs> i know yeah, it is definitely until it's um, i think i'm much like you that until it's all signed and sealed and delivered then i don't really pay too much attention to be honest uh you know there's there's been so many names mentioned as well from through this summer of people being linked with Bayern and um, it can all sort of get lost in the newspapers and and the reports and stuff so uh, I think I mean I always think this with footballers and not just about Leo Arsane or or anyone currently related to a possible move anywhere but I always think that if I was a player and I wanted to stay somewhere I would just come out and say it you know so um, if Leroy Sane wants to stay at Manchester City and doesn't want to join Bayern Munich I personally would say that he should say it now or should have done it a month ago or something so I think the door is open for someone to join whether that's Sane or Usman Dembele or Leon Bailey or whoever it is Um, but as I said I definitely think that someone will join Bayern this summer in that sort of wing position whoever it is actually
0: yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that Sunny will end up at Bayern, but, um, it, it seems at least right now that, uh, the uh, transfer fee will be beyond the 100 million mark and that he's probably going to get a very big salary and, uh, probably more than, than Bayern would want to pay. But, uh, also I think they don't, they really want to add another, superstar for years to come and Sonny could definitely be that player
1: but yeah we'll see
0: I mean uh Dortmund fans right now can be very happy that uh, they have a similar player in in Jaden Sancho I I I think it's too much of a stretch to compare these two a little bit I, I think Sancho is is even better in in a couple of aspects of, of his game. I think James, uh, Zane is a little bit more direct of a, of a winger. Uh, Sancho can just dribble much, much better 1v1. So, um, yeah. But I think the uh, when it comes down to the shooting technique, for example, I think there's an advantage for Leroy Zane. But we'll see how it all works out uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. We'll know more. Um, but enough about Bayern. Um, and, and back to Dortmund, the uh, Super Cup obviously will, I mean, even if Hazard and Brandt are probably not there, already give a bit of a conclusion of who won the preseason, uh, which players managed to impress the coach. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see who will start next to Mats Hummels in the backline because On paper, it should be Manuel Akanji, but in the preseason, that partnership didn't look so great. And I wonder before they have more time to gel whether Favre says, okay, you guys play in the Super Cup or whether, for example, Umar Toprak lines up next to Mats Hummels. What what do you think is going to happen there?
1: I mean, I'm the same as well, That there's a few options. So I'm interested to see, especially after it looked a bit shaky at times during the preseason. But I think... It will start with Akanji and uh, they'll have to just see how it goes from there. I mean, Zagadu could could potentially play there, but I, he didn't He didn't really feature that much, did he, in pre-season? I don't, I don't remember Not actually seeing time. him. No, I don't remember seeing them that often. So I think it will start, obviously, with Akanji and Hummels. And I'm guessing that Favre is just... You know, wanting to give them time so that they can gel. Obviously, I think Akanji will improve under Hummels as well because of his experience and the knowledge he can uh, share with him to help him improve. Um, it could turn out that we have two amazing ball-playing centre backs who are just spraying passes all over the place, or we could have, you know, quarterback Hummels next to bulldozer or Akanji, and that it turns out quite nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that that those two will work out together um in good time
0: yeah and of course i personally am quite intrigued to see whether mario Götze will get the knot up front or paco alcasa i think both have Mm. very very good chances to to play i don't want to be lucien faro in with this squad because it's going to be a headache to figure out who plays when and against who and you know keeping the squad happy and whatnot so um I don't know who would you pick after this preseason?
1: To start the first game of the season. Yeah. Uh shall I read out shall I shall I say my full team or just attack?
0: I don't know. You can rattle on your full team if you wanna
1: yeah, let's, do that. Uh, I would I think I would go with um obviously Berkey and goal if he's fit. if everyone's fit at Berkey and goal, uh I'd probably play I'd still play Pischek at right back, I think just prefer the experience of him than then Akanji and Hummels and shorts. I play Witzel and and Brandt in midfield in that in the in the two positions there and then I've played Sancho Hois, Hazard and Alcacer up front that would be my team yeah so
0: Myra Götze is benching your team
1: on the bench but I mean I'm the same as you that I'm I, would be fine with either of them playing up front, but I just think that Alcacer really deserves a chance now. After you know a full preseason and a full season at Dortmund, he had those problems where he hadn't played, started like played a full ninety minutes for like two years when he was at Barcelona. But now he's been here for a while. I think surely he should be able to play from the start and and you know not just be a super sub.
0: Yeah, I think I would agree with your team. Um, especially the, uh, Brandt, uh, Witzel partnership in, in midfield is very intriguing because Brandt obviously can move also into that number 10 space and it's more like a hybrid eight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, is a very awesome link up. So, um, yeah intriguing to see um there there are certainly more players that you want to pick than you have spots so um <laughs> that's true <laughs> I, I would like to see you and weigl i would like to see mario Götze, but you also uh, will find a hard time to drop uh, any any other players so um yeah i, I think this would be a very good uh, team to pick but right now obviously um not everyone is available um it's also sad I think that uh, Matteo more is already injured again he fell on his shoulder and dislocated it against and was a bit awkward and he will miss like one or two weeks I guess um so yeah it's it's sad for him because especially you know this is still a critical phase of his career because he um you know, didn't play for a whole season basically, and joined from Barcelona's under-19. And you, as such a young player, want to, you know, get a place in the packing order next to Hakimi and Pishek for that right-back spot. And I think he had a very decent chance before getting injured, but now he probably returns as uh, the Bundesliga has already started and maybe falls a little bit off the radar. I, I don't know. It's it's a bit of semantics, but i I think such tiny injuries can have a very negative effect so I really hope that he gets out of that quicker than Agreed. so uh, totally. yeah anyway any predictions for the super cup what to happen penalty shootout because Ooh. I think the game goes straight to to penalties if it's a, a draw after ninety minutes
1: it does that's true um I think uh, I actually think it will go to penalties you know I think it will I think it will be something like a 2-2 draw maybe um and then obviously Dortmund will win on penalties of course because as we saw against Tottenham Bayern can't take penalties
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Bayern lost lost the Audi Cup you hate to see it
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you do (laughs) yes
0: um yeah, I, I think 2-2 is a very good prediction. I, I'm just going to go d'accord with that because, uh, yeah. why, why not? That, that sounds <laughs> very right. So, um, now I guess we, we come to the part why I invited you on. And, um, this I hope should be a treat for our listeners throughout the season because I am planning to, um, have a little, uh, Bundesliga fantasy competition amongst our listeners and, and followers of the Yellow Wallpot community. And, uh, we obviously partner with bundesliga.com. Um, not officially, but you know, this is uh, the place where we do it because I think that's the easiest way for uh, the international audience to navigate around because I think the whole thing natively is designed in English, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And since you, um, are of the bundesliga.com team, you can now explain our listeners where to go, what to do, and so on and so forth, a little walkthrough. Uh, I think it starts with the app, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a official fantasy app, which uh, you can find on uh, Apple Store and Android. So I think pretty much you just search for Fantasy Bundesliga and you'll find it, or there's fantasy.bundesliga.com as well, if you're uh, on your laptop or whatever. And it's really easy, you just... Uh, can set up your your team very very simply and I'm sure Stefan will create his league and um let everyone know what it's called because it's to called join the league yellow-worldpod.com. amazing what yes. a, what what a surprising name <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's so easy to join a league uh you just have to go onto my leagues and and type in the name of the league that you want to join and it's easy as that um it's a very it's a really interactive one because you can you can like change your team as the games are as the weekend is going on. You know, so it's it's not like the Premier League one where you set your team for the weekend before the first game and that's it. Um, it's it's very tactical. So you know you can set up your team for the for the Friday night game, and then if someone doesn't play well, you can take them out and put one of your substitutes in. There's also star players, which so even even
0: though the player is quote unquote already kept, you can still
1: Switch yeah, exactly. So, say if Dortmund played on on Friday and and only beat Augsburg four 0 and <laughs> Alka said didn't score and only got maybe three points, and you have I don't know someone else in attack, maybe Bart Vierkos, uh on your on your bench, and you think ah oh, he, he might be he might get more points before your substitute starts his game, you can bring him on um, in place of one of your. Of your players, who's who's in your team already? So, um, it's very important to remember that because I made my mistakes in my first year of trying it, where I didn't realize that you could do that. Um, but it's very cool. It's you get a nice budget. The um, obviously the you know big guys like Michael Royce are very expensive on the game, and um, but they're worth having. You know, so you got to get the big names in, um, star players as well. So there's a, a star player for each position, where the guys get one, 1. 1.5 times the points basically it's a bit complicated yes. but um there yeah, are three star
0: players get... for each position apart from exactly. the goalkeeper i think because that that doesn't make any sense anyway so yeah you can, yeah. You, can <laughs> you i think you start with uh 150 million right yep
1: that's it 150 million and you uh you have obviously your 11 starting players and then there's four substitutes as well um you can have one forward, one midfielder, one defender, goalkeeper, or, or whatever you really want, um, and yeah, you just set whatever formation you want. And it's, you've got a one one sort of tip is that you've really got to look at how the team's going to play over the next weekend, so that you, over the next weekend and weekends, um, plural, so that you can sort of set up your team if they have a good run. So. For example, at the start of this season, Leverkusen play against Paderborn at home. And then I'm pretty sure if I check here, actually right now, they play a weight against Fortuna Dusseldorf. So two, you know, helpful kind of games that you could possibly say they'll win both of those. So you could maybe think, I want Kai Havertz and Kevin Bolland in my team because they've got two nice games, you know. So um, preparing for the games to come, in the future not just the next weekend is also very important but it's it's really fun it's very very cool to obviously play fantasy stuff as i'm sure a lot of the, the listeners do or whatever sport they uh, they're interested in so yeah i'm yeah, very I happy think, to i use think that it's, the it's
0: most prominent in germany actually apart from the kicker manager league it's probably um all the nfl fantasy leagues exactly. that germans play uh, so yeah. um yeah so the question is obviously for you: How are the uh, how is the point system accented? Like what uh, what will bring you points in in this game? So people will actually know uh, what to you know put an emphasis on. Do you need someone who gets a lot of score points? Is it the the winning percentage and whatnot, or is there a a rank like the the kicker note where you basically get Like an A or an F or whatever, and based on that, the the points tally is accumulated. How how is the point system set up?
1: So basically, uh, players basically we get points for their performance on the pitch. So you know, it's so if a player scores a goal, depending on their position, they'll get certain points. So if a forward scores a goal, he'll get four points. If a defender scores a goal, he'll get six it's less likely to happen um, but there's also things like scoring the winning goal gets you points um, you know being on the winning team also gets you points um, things like that and you've also got to be wary that um, assists as well are very important and another one uh, oh, what well, things that are sort of less the obvious ones are shots to a pass, uh, passes to a shot so if you if your player assists lots and lots of shots you um, they accumulate points for that um, and also winning duels as well so winning challenges on the pitch so every five duels that a player wins they get points I think it's uh, two points for every five duels one for a defender so if you've got a uh, I don't know a a Hakimi who smashes into challenges all the time and wins 20 challenges a game you're going to get a lot of points from that Um, so yeah you can you can also go onto the Bundesliga uh, the fantasy Bundesliga website and check out the scoring rules and, and, and look through them all because there's some, um, you know, more specific ones, but basically if, even if your player is having a, a really bad game, like we had some incidences last season where, I don't know, Schalke were losing four nil or something. and but Daniel Caligiuri was winning like 25 challenges. So he still came out with 10 points, 15 points. So, um, it's less about how your team does and much more about how the individual does.
0: Yeah, right now I've I've set up a team real, real quick. Uh, and I'm probably sure I have to change it and re- refine it a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I've got uh, Lewandowski up front, uh, Phil Krug and Finn Burgesson. That's a 3-4-3 three, three setup. Um, yeah. And in midfield, I've got Jaden Sancho, Kai Havertz, Serge Gnabry and... Uh, one of my faves, Makoto Hasebe, <laughs> who I think <laughs> is, is actually more a Libero, but uh, the Bundesliga.com uh, marks him as a midfielder. So um, that's maybe something to look for when it comes to one challenges. Yeah, And my my uh, three defences, Nico Schulz, Joshua Kimmich, and Dayot Upamecano. And nice. in goal, I have uh, Giri Pavlenka. So you can see uh, the, the budget affords you a very strong 11 at least um i don't i don't even know how important it is to have a strong bench if you can you know have have a lot of possibilities to arrange for your transfers or is does the transfer window close at some point
1: so that's an important thing to talk about actually yeah so uh you get three transfers every single week um before the match day happens And I would say, actually, that I've learned that it's important to have a full squad, including bench of players that that you would expect to play, you know. So, um, like, I wouldn't put Giovanni Reina on my bench because I wouldn't expect him to play. So, because, you know, like I said earlier, if you have a team, if Dortmund plays on a Friday night and you have four Dortmund players, but they lose and they don't get many points, it's really... Cool, good for you to have players on your bench who are playing on Saturday or Sunday who can come in to replace those guys and you'll be you'll be sure that they're going to play and get some points so um it's important to have players on the bench as well that that are likely to play which also makes me now look at my team and think I need to <laughs> change some things around <laughs> How does
0: your team look right now
1: Uh so I'm I'm playing the same formation that you are um I've got Luca Schmidt, Robert Lewandowski and Dejan Jovelic up front, uh, the new guy from Frankfurt. Uh, I've got Ye- Jane Sancho, Marco Royce, Kai Havertz and Yannick Gerhardt in my midfield, which is very expensive. <laughs> um, and my three at the back is uh, Jerome Mussolini, Joshua Kimmich and Philip Leinhardt and then... My goalkeeper is Zach Stefan at Fortuna. So, yeah, I've been trying to get as many big midfielders in as I can, but I think I have to sacrifice one to to make up the best of the team. Basically, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so you rather splurge on on the best players and, instead of going for like a, a depth
1: in your team. Yeah, that's but Same that's here. like that's yeah. That's the this is just my first draft as well. But um, yeah. I need to actually listen to my own advice again and, <laughs> and, and improve my bench, definitely. <laughs> before well, the season starts.
0: It, it's, it's fun that it's interactive. Um, I am obviously trying to get a couple of prizes. Uh, going to talk to Bruce Dortmund if uh, our top five or so are uh, going to get something nice from the club. I think there are official prizes, right? From com. Yep, yeah,
1: uh, you can... Uh, actually win a prize pretty much every week. So if you actually get the highest score overall in the world in a week, you, you get a prize. And actually one other cool prize is that if your league has the most collective points of a match day or of the season, um, you get a prize as well. And then obviously for the big guys who are going to play all season, the, the ultimate prize, if you are the the best manager in the world basically (laughs) is that you get two tickets to the Super Cup uh, for next season. Um, So obviously two lucky fans uh, from last year's game will be at the Super Cup tomorrow.
0: Well, That's kind of a letdown. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought since it's the official Bundesliga.com you can do better than the freaking Super Cup.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, second place gets some signed some signed jerseys of your choice from the whole team, uh, and uh, so yeah, and that's included in the match day prize. Like the first, ma- the first place in the match day. So if you get the highest points on a single match day, you get uh, a signed jersey. So I'm sure people will be getting signed Dortmund shirts, which is pretty cool. Um But yeah, top prizes: Super to Cup tickets.
0: Right, I thought they could do something cool like Riviera <laughs> or so, but
1: you know, sad, so- sad. <laughs> it's the DPL Super Cup. It's you know it's our big thing. We've got to we've got to promote it. <laughs> it's shown in two hundred different countries, <laughs> <laughs> and you can be there. No, no. But as you said before, it's a it's a cool spectacle. So yes, Uh yeah.
0: Congrats for winning the Bundesliga fantasy. Here you go to the Super Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dream. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, um, yeah people should be happy with what they get um obviously it's not going to be a cow or anything but um
1: (laughs) (laughs) and at the end of the day it's the taking part that actually counts you know yes
0: anyway so the super cup um i have to add for our american audience will actually be aired on uh, the main fox so that's good um that should help with the overall promotion um I don't know if you're at liberty to discuss this uh, since you're from Bundesliga.com, but um, for the 2020-2021 season, ESPN Plus will have the Bundesliga rights. Do you have any thoughts on that development?
1: I actually just saw that on on Twitter a couple of days ago, actually, which is really cool. Um, I mean, I can't really say anything because I'm not knowledgeable in that sort of subject, but um, yeah, I mean, I really liked the way that Fox did their coverage and um, I was always, we were always tuning in and, and, and seeing what they were doing as obviously they're an important broadcaster to us. But um, yeah, we'll see what ESPN can do. Um, I'm obviously like, you know, still waiting for the official word as well because we've still got a lot of time before the rights get changed around before the 2021, 2020-2021 uh, season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always the optimist. So we'll see. We'll see what can happen with uh, with ESPN. That'll be uh, that'll be very interesting. Definitely. It's
0: a very diplomatic answer from you. It, uh, was, it I, was. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh,
1: I've 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 learned my media ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, fair enough, Alex. I think we can knock this one on the head then. Um, before a Super Cup game, I don't think there's too many things to discuss. Um, again everyone out there go to the bundesliga.com site or fantasy.bundesliga.com and uh, create your little team i will provide the gimmicks later on uh, you can find us in the leagues just type in yellowwallpod.com and uh, you can join uh automatism fc which is my team alex i hope you will join us well what's your team name
1: of course my team name is need some Mot, which uh Mot stands for marching on together and I'm a Leeds United fan uh, in my native England so I don't not a lot of people actually understand what that team name means but you know I've just explained it so hopefully people can understand <laughs> but yeah yeah, that's yeah it.
0: I, I, I don't know if I allow references to other leagues in my league I apologise I, 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 I can um,
1: I can always change it there will be can, a very strict
0: it. policy no no it's you're
1: fine <laughs> <laughs> It is quite funny that the Bundesliga content manager has a Bundesliga fantasy team but still names it after Leeds United.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Leeds is the uh, partner town of Dortmund.
1: No way. I did not know that.
0: Yes, uh, in Dortmund, there is a Leeds square. No. Uh, There are Platz von Leeds. And in Leeds, there is a Dortmund square, which I know because the good old school... Which I'm not going to name here, uh, where I used to go. We had an exchange. That was my first trip to the UK. Was actually to Leeds.
1: No we had way. A very nice
0: guest family. I I didn't see a game of Leeds United, but I got to play laser uh, That was pretty <laughs> cool as well. So, yeah, that's a
1: lot better, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's I think amazing. it was in, in
1: 2015.
0: Uh, no, not 2015. 2000, Five, I think I was 15 or so um so that was that was
1: was really right at the start of our our very bad times so probably best that you didn't go to the game yeah I
0: I I think I remember watching a couple of Leeds games afterwards and they weren't really uh watchable so
1: (laughs) no (laughs) that was just I I really didn't know that that Dalton was uh paired with Leeds that's really really cool
0: yes so, the the American sister city, or whatever you want to call it, uh, of Dortmund is Buffalo.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, could have done a little bit better, I
1: think, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But got, then again, you know, it's, it's
0: Dortmund, so... Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we can't we can't ask for, you know, Los Angeles or New York or No, not or really. That. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also shout out to Buffalo, boros or uh <laughs> I know there's a fan club there, so if I've pissed anyone off now. I apologize <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, so much for um the partnerships between Dortmund and other cities, uh which I will not further indulge. Alex, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, please tell our listeners how to get in touch with you, and uh, thank you for your Bundesliga on, content.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, the big Bundesliga content. You can do that on Twitter yeah. if you want to follow me at Alex Chaffer. The same on Instagram. Very, very easy. Um, and I'm basically one of the main guys who edits the bundesliga website and and helps out with our social media so you can follow all the bundesliga stuff and um you might not see me but you'll see what i'm up to during the weekends and uh, during the week as well so yeah
0: yes alex schaffer always behind the scenes <laughs> that's <laughs> me that's me behind the camera where i'm safe <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks again for coming on and uh, helping me to a uh, super cup preview episode
1: it was a pleasure thank you mate
0: yes awesome and you can find me at stefan on twitter you can follow the yellow world content on yellow surprise surprise and if you want to get in touch with us please use facebook and twitter with the according twitter handles which is at yellow world and if you want to subscribe to the show go to soundcloud itunes or stitcher I think you can also find the uh, Yellow Whipod feed on RSS. I've linked to it on the website. So if you have a different podcatcher, please feel free to uh subscribe there. And of course, if you want to tickle the algorithms a little bit, go to the iTunes uh, iPlayer or whatever it's called and leave us a rating. That always helps. So, um yeah. Anyway, that's enough housekeeping for now. You all know the outro. So until... Next week, where we will discuss the Super Cup if Dortmund won. <laughs> if not,
1: we'll just... When Dortmund the- won. Yeah, when when Dortmund won. Um, otherwise,
0: until next time, and goodbye.